The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today for the show. I'm Diane Ray. This is Be Present, and I have such a great guest today. You're going to love this. So if you're out there and you happen to be listening live, jump on the phone and get some calls into me today. 816-251-3555 is the number to call in and join the show. So I'm excited to introduce my guest because he's such a cool guy. And I know you're going to agree after you spend some time with us today. Vincent Jenna is an author. He's a spiritual teacher, a psychic medium and speaker, and he speaks all over the country. He will be appearing at the First Unity Church in St. Petersburg, Florida, coming up on October 11th. So if uh, any listeners are down that way in my home state, I have to give a shout out to Florida, then definitely check out Vincent. Um, he is amazing. He's a regular guest on TV and radio, so you may have heard him on George Norrie's Coast to Coast. He's also appeared on Gaim TV, as well as many other major network TV morning shows. And Vincent uh, does inspirational workshops as well, and he has private sessions with clients. So if you're interested in maybe getting in touch with him, you can find him online at vincentjenna.com and he joins me today for the show so vincent i'm so glad you could uh, jump on and talk to us today oh well thank you so much diane for having me and i have to say that i am hoping my children are listening to this show because i've been trying to convince them i'm cool and you just introduced me that way so it has to be so <laughs> it has to be true. You're you're just a cool guy. So yeah, tell them they, they have to tune in. This is required listening. Absolutely. So I was uh I was introduced to you by our mutual friend Steve Allen, and he had so many great things to say about you. He's a, a PR and media guy. So I want everybody to know about your work. And I love to hear people's stories about how they came to do the work that they do. And I was doing some reading on your website, and it said that you came into your psychic and mediumship abilities as a young adult. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that. Oh, wow. It, uh, you know, I wish that it had happened to me. Like some people say that sounds so romantic. I walked into my bedroom and I saw an angel sitting on the edge of my bed. No, that's exactly the opposite just happened. Well, no, there was no devil sitting on the edge of my bed, but <laughs> it was like a tsunami, Diane. It, um, it happened all because a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine who wasn't originally my friend, and I'll go into that in just a moment, was going through really, really rough times. His entire life basically was falling apart, but he was the type of guy that would never share that with anybody. But something inside of me, even at that point, started to know that something was wrong. So after visiting him for a weekend in Connecticut, 
my wife and I were driving home and I was in tears. I was actually crying for him. And she's like, what's the matter? I, I don't understand. I said, I, I just don't believe that he's having a good time. I think he's having really rough time. His life is falling apart. And she says, he lives in this beautiful home in Connecticut. What are you talking about? I said, no, no, it, it's wrong. And I told her, I said, I think he's losing his wife. He's losing his children. He's lost his job. He's physically going through hell. I know it. I just know it. And so I cried out to God, which in my youth, I was the one that was bullied in school, okay, completely until I was 17 years old. Every day I was chased, I was beat up, I was shoved in lockers, head flushed in toilets, peed on, spit on, humiliated every day in class. And then unfortunately, when I went home, my mother had been sexually molested as a child and had a lot of mental pathologies that she took out on my brother and me. So I was tormented there. I myself was sexually molested and I never ever once said to God to help me. Though I believe I had some kind of relationship. Um, however, this day driving home from Connecticut, Diane, I cried out to God. But the oddest thing was, I didn't cry out to God asking God to help my friend. I asked God to help me help my friend. And I don't know why I asked it like that. I prayed so hard, so deep, so loud. First, it was the first time in my life I had ever taken a, a, a non-selfish um, act. Um, a request. It wasn't about me. It was about him. But I wanted God to give me the ability to help him and people like him. And within a week, a Steven Spielberg epic movie began to happen to my life. And crazy things were coming into my life that I had no interest in at all. So that's where it began, all because I wanted to help my friend. Now, the oddest thing about this, my friend was my enemy when I was going to school. He was the one who antagonized all the other jocks because he was the star football player jock all through school, from elementary school all the way through high school. He used to encourage the other jocks to pick on me. So he was my enemy. But at our 10-year high school reunion, I just finished doing the movie Grease. Yes, I, I'll say that again. I was in the movie Grease as a singer and a dancer. And that fame changed the way people looked at me, right? So I went into my 10-year reunion with a chip on my shoulder. And he just came up to me, gave me a bear hug and an apology that was beyond anything I ever experienced in my life. And my heart opened for him at that moment. So he became a dear friend and he was the first the catalyst of all my torment and then the catalyst of my greatest blessing in life, my spiritual awakening. So wow, there, that's that, amazing. That was the Reader's <laughs> Digest um, abridged version of that story too. So this was, you were probably what, in your early 20s if it was your 10-year reunion? 
I actually was 28 years old. Yes, I know. You just gave away my age. <laughs> well, I think that's so interesting that he was one of your tormentors because I, I was reading too, um, you know, about your background on the website and some of the things that you went through. But how interesting that, you know, that whole relationship kind of made a full circle and then he became uh, a close friend and also a catalyst in the work that you continue to do today. Well, Diane, I'm going to tell you something and share something really special with you. Now, I'm not likening myself as him, but Judas was Jesus's best friend, okay, who turned to be the person who betrayed him. But what I believe, and the same thing that I believe for my own life, I believe we have soul contracts when we come here. And some of those people who are either our tormentors or our friends who do something that seems like it hurts us or helps us seems to be part of a greater plan that we had. Otherwise, how could that have happened? You know, why did Jesus know that there was going to be an ending for him? How did he know all of that? It was an intuitive feeling. It was a, a mission that he knew he had deep within him. So someone had to go along with the plan. How do I know I did not plan to become a spiritual teacher and I needed those in my life to help get me here? Because it was my entire tormented youth that allowed me to become the spiritual teacher I am today. Well, I do agree with you in that. I think that people come into our lives as teachers and, and for a certain reason, and sometimes that can shift the paths that we were on. You know, we thought we had things all figured out, and then something comes in and kind of pulls the rug out, and everything changes. And it sounds like that that kind of happened for you, because uh, you, you were going to be an actor. You said you were in Greece, uh, right. and now you're on this other path. Diane, all I cared about from when I was a little kid, see, when I got, I was very talented little kid. I will say that, you know, right from the get-go, I had an incredible voice. I was Sicilian, so we had big mouths anyway. And, and I was able to sing, I was able to dance, I was able to act, and getting on stage is where I got applause, which I translated into some love, some feeling of worth, right? And so that motivated me to, to choose that as a career and a profession. And all I cared about that entire time period up until I was 28 years old was receiving an Academy Award, an Emmy, and a Tony. And if I put out an album, a Grammy too, any award that there was, that's all I wanted in my life. I wanted to be that kind of a star. And, and that's what I thought I was supposed to be, because at least I had some sustenance underneath it, something to support that very early on. But this changed all of that. But I'm going to tell you a secret. I believe that I was still meant to perfect that performing ability, because today when I do my events, it's kind of a one-man show. I will admit that. I even sing at my events. But here's the reason why. As an actor, as a performer, I was able to reach out and touch a human's heart and soul. I had it in my hands. I made them cry. I made them laugh. I made them think, right? 
I use those same skills today, and especially with the difficult messages that I have to share with them and get through to them, I'm able to hold their hearts by my ability to touch their souls to start with. And then I can feed them that message. I make them laugh, I make them cry. So I'm using the exact same skills. Right, there is an element of performance. Sure, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. And the other thing I thought that was interesting, I mean, you're, you're interesting in a lot of ways, <laughs> not just no, this, <laughs> but I was- I was reading that um, you have a master's degree in social work as well as being a hospice social worker. And not a lot of people in your business or your line of work have these credentials. Like everybody kind of comes to this work in a different way, you know, in the the people that I've spoken to. But but something in you made you want to, you know, pursue uh, an academic uh, level of achievement as well. And and what what made you want to go in that direction? Because I thought psychics and mediums were loony nut people. That's why. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, 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 sh- I'll share that with you. When this Steven Spielberg awakening began happening to me, it happened through a psychic who came to my house. We decided to have a party because a friend of mine had attended a psychic party. And I mean, what's a psychic party? What do you sit there and you show Tupperware and 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 talk about the future of Tupperware? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't interested in psychics or mediums back then. I come from Long Island, a small little town on Long Island. We were shielded from all of that. So this psychic comes to my house, turns around, and the only reason why I had her there is because I knew she was going to tell me I was going to get an Academy Award one day. That's the reason why we had her over. And instead, she turns around and says, no, you're going to give up performing and be a spiritual teacher within seven years. And that the soul of Jesus is around you to help guide you through this process. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Jesus is around me, who's going to help me become a spiritual teacher. Did he see me in the sacristy? during mass when I was an altar boy, eating his body and drinking his blood backstage with the other altar boys before we got on? Did he know I did that? And and she's laughing and I'm like, it doesn't matter. And, and I'm like, this is crazy stuff that's going on here. So I just didn't know what to expect about this. And it was from that point on, I kept being guided in different directions. And and I just got so caught up in this just now, I even forgot what your original question was for that. Can you repeat that one, Diane? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm thinking about my next question. So I forgot my previous question. No, I was was asking you, um, because a lot of people that do your work haven't had the like the academic degrees and so something in you must have made you want to really pursue kind of getting getting that cred and you were saying that you thought um you know psychics were were loonies (laughs) yeah so she's telling me i'm going to be a spiritual teacher so after all of this stuff started happening to me because it happened i couldn't control it from that point on i mean you got to be careful what you ask for you know when you're asking god an open-ended question help me help others so I started being able to read minds, see the future, see dead people, hear things, know things. It was like, 
pouring into my head like a dam had burst somewhere. And, and I felt crazy. And thank goodness my wife had been with me since I was 17 years old. And she knew that I didn't know any of this stuff, any of this stuff, right? So she didn't really think I was that crazy, but she didn't know what was really happening. And so here I'm being told that I'm going to do all of this stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? These people look crazy. And so I, I developed these abilities, but I still couldn't accept it. I was not going to call myself a psychic. There was no way. I mean, back in, I'm talking about 1980s, the beginning 1980s, it wasn't as acceptable as it is today. It wasn't out in the open as much as it was today. So to me, it was people in California who were loonies and nuts and way out there and smoked a lot of dope that, that <laughs> was into all of this stuff, right? So I, at first, when I began doing work and I was being guided, you got to do these readings, you got to do these readings. I'm like, okay. I called myself an intuitive, an intuitive counselor, a transpersonal counselor. That sounded so much better than Brother Vinny with a palm outside in the middle of a highway sitting next to Sister Sarah, the psychic, you know? Right. And so this so, was giving you legitimacy, I guess, you know, well, to, to have the those, the letters and everything. It was one day after I was in a car accident and I was taken out of the full-time job I was working in at the time that one of my um, uh, people that I was doing some part-time readings for turned around and said, why don't you just go and get your degree? I get more help from you than my, than my own therapist. Just go get a psychology degree and counsel people legitimately. And that gave me the best idea. You know what? Not only can I, I have a different title, right? But more importantly, I can learn more about the human mind. I wanted to get in there. My psychic ability brings me so deep into the mind, Diane. Most other psychics and mediums will not go where I go because they're afraid of opening up too many doors. I don't have to worry about that because I've got my expertise in that. My BA is in psychology. And the only reason why I went for a master's in social work rather than a doctorate in psychology is my advisor at UNC Chapel Hill turned around and said to me, you don't have to go for four more years if all you want to do is counsel. The only difference between a psychologist and a, a clinical social worker is a psychologist can do testing. That's it. But we're able to diagnose. We're able to get that training and go deep into the mind. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to know the mind, especially if I was going to know the soul. And then the medium part of me, being able to talk with dead people, what better way to learn more about that than to work with people before they're on the other side, but are on their way there? And that's why I got a job in hospice. I helped 500 patients, over 500 patients during their transitioning process, and of course supported their, their loved ones and caregivers. But it was the most amazing, honoring, privileged experience to have is working with a soul when they're transitioning from this physical world to the other realm. And, and we went to places that very few other 
psychologists and social workers could go to because the psychic in me knew all of their pains and hurts the moment I got to the house and not just their physical ones, but their emotional ones. So it was for credibility. It was for experience. I, and, and again, it was because I wanted to separate myself from the rest of the psychics, but, but I'm not better than, but what I can say is my training is more than, and that's what I cared about. Right. And that's so interesting to me because I love psychology and I'm always curious about why people do what they do and, you know, what makes people behave the way they behave. So I'm interested in that on a scientific scientific level like you are, but then I'm also interested in the the other side of things, you know, the the spiritual side, because I think that we're all we're all a, a mixture of that, right? We're we're this amazing combination of you know, we have this spiritual self that a lot of times we ignore, but then there's also all this other science that supports things that, that we do know, you know? Right. So it's, it's just kind of, a, it's an interesting mix that your background, um, you know, that your studies have, have led you to be able to kind of have your feet in both worlds, I guess is, well, is me, what I'm saying. Let me add on to that, Diane. Okay. We are body, mind, and spirit. We are, that is the gestalt of us, meaning the whole of us. They're not parts. It's the whole. And, and the only reason why I'm saying it like that is because of that. Like you look at your arm and you look at your legs and you can see those two individual parts of your whole body but you never look at your arm as being a separate part of you. Isn't that correct? Yes. Right. That so is your very true. spirituality and your soul is not a separate part of you. It is completely intermingled. They're completely dependent. Body, mind, and spirit are completely dependent on each other. It is only today with quantum physics that science is beginning to study that. It took them a long time. How many years did it take to find out that the world wasn't flat? How many years did it take? Even the field of psychology only started in the 40s, the 1940s, the understanding of the human mind, but it was part of us since creation. So we're just now getting and tapping into the science of the spirit but it's always been there and it's always a part of us. And, and I really want the listeners to understand that because most of what I teach and work with is how not to separate. Yes, people look at me right away, Diane, and they see a psychic medium, which was the reason why I didn't want to label myself as that to start with. The psychic medium part is just a social way of expressing what I have put a lot of time and effort in expanding. But if I said we're all intuitive, nobody is going to argue that. We know that. We're, uh, each and every human has to be intuitive. As a matter of fact, if you weren't intuitive, you couldn't even exist. Okay? We right. do not function on knowledge alone. We function totally on feeling and then add the knowledge. So well, that had to be what kept us alive, you know, yes. back in the day, you know, the caveman times even. Of course. It wasn't just a matter of finding out things. Otherwise, there wouldn't be 7.2 billion people on the face of the earth today. We ob obviously knew something that got us to that point. 
But when I say to people we're all psychic, that's when they turn around and want to separate. They say, oh, no, I'm not psychic. Yes, you are. Um, uh, you have you, do you have children? Yeah, I have children. You have a lover. Yes, I have a lover. Did you ever get a feeling something was wrong with them during the course of the day while you were in the middle of work, cleaning at play, whatever? Oh yeah, that happens all the time, but that's because I know them so well. Absolutely not. It's because you're tapping into the same place. We are all connected. And Carl Jung called that the collective unconscious mind or the mind of God. There is another Another saying today, it's called the Akashic Records, but it's a, it's a mind that every single being, human or deceased, are tapped into. It's where we get all our knowledge from, and that knowledge of each other and ourselves is stored and housed, and everybody taps into that, and that's where the intuition comes from. Right. So that's so fascinating, that. isn't it? That unified field that we're all connected to. So when people say, well, we're all one, you might, you know, someone would say, oh, forget it. No, that, no, we're not. But in, yes, in that sense, we are, yes. right? We are all one, just like a drop of water is part of the entire ocean. So you can still separate the drop and you can still study the drop. As a matter of fact, when you take one drop of water, and this is what's so remarkable, Diane, you can take one drop of water, you can take one cell of anything on this planet and have the entire mapping of the whole, the DNA. Take one of our cells and strands and you can see the entire DNA of the entire body. So what does that mean then? One of us as beings is, is a DNA strand of the entire whole, but we're still an individual. We have over billions of cells in our own body. Each one of those cells has its own mind, its own function, its own individuality. It knows exactly what it needs to do, but yet it is part of the whole. And so we can't, we have to stop worrying about that whole thing. We, we oh yeah, that whole thing is everybody wants to be their own person. Yeah, you're your own person, but you certainly aren't alone. You're part of the bigger picture. Right. And, and everything you do has that ripple, right? That, that effect, whether you, yeah. whether you know it or not. What's interesting about quantum physics is, is if you ever get a chance to go to a lecture on it, it's, they're absolutely remarkable, the, the, the quantum physicists. And what I had learned is think of us like a hologram. When you take a hologram, the amazing thing about a hologram, right, is you can manipulate it. You can actually take a slice. So when you see a holographic... Well, hold, hold on, Vincent. We're going to go oh. to a break in just a minute. I don't want you to get cut off. Oh, okay. um, so ha hang on, folks. We'll be right back with Vincent Jenna. Stay with me. the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate. Because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Unity is proud to announce the first-ever New Thought Walden Awards, honoring 27 leaders who are helping to change the world. Some are well-known, but most are unsung heroes. They care about spirituality, healing, interfaith understanding, caring for the earth, and social activism. Read about them in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine, or go online to waldenawards.com. Congratulations to all. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children. So families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop, or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Take a trip with Rev. Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining me after the break here. I'm Diane Ray, talking with my guest, Vincent Jenna. And Vincent is an incredible spiritual teacher, psychic medium, author, speaker, 
and he jo- just does amazing work. You have to check him out online at vincentjenna.com. And if you're listening right now and you want to join the show, you know, we could get Vincent to do a little uh, work with you here on the show. Uh, maybe give you, um, I don't know if I want to call it a, a reading, maybe a little mini session, 816-251-3555. A call in and join the show with us today. So Vincent, before we went to the break, we were getting a little bit of your background and some of your work and how you're uh, kind of unique in this realm where you're able to really work with people um, like on a, on a psychological level. I mean, you're you're a licensed uh, social worker. You've also done a lot of work with hospice. So you're really able to kind of get in there and, and do some deep healing with people. And in, in the description of the show, I called you a spiritual healer. And so when you work with people, I wanted to kind of get get into that and see how you do what you do, you know, like a spiritual counseling session with you, because um, during the break, we were talking a little bit about how you combine, you know, your work with the psychic and intuitive realm with the scientific realm. Yes. And, and, and I feel very blessed with what I'm able to do. And I do label myself as a different psychic medium than most. And when people are are signing up for readings, and that's for any psychic medium, what they are looking for is specific guidance and answers and hope. Okay, and and it comes down to everybody wanting the same thing. They want to know um, when they're going to have the love of their life or better relationships. They want to know if their career is going to get better or what career should they go in? What are my dreams? What are my passions? I don't know what they are. They want to know about their health. Am I going to get better? Am I going to die? I mean, I get those questions so much from people who are very ill. They want to know about their finances. So Primarily for those four major areas of life, people are calling. You can't just go to a psychologist and ask the psychologist, um, am I going to get a better job? And meaning all the psychologists will say is as soon as you go after one. Well, they want to know from the psychic, do you see that in the future? Everybody wants a future reading. Um, when that when they do go to a council. As a matter of fact, the only people who are very curious about psychics but won't go are afraid to hear about their future. And you always have to wonder about the person who's afraid to hear about their future. I'm like, um, well, what did you do in the past that you're so worried about what's going to happen in the future? Okay. Because we're here for hope, and I will say that for all psychics, right? We're here to give hope, to show light at the end of the tunnel, even mediums to do a healing from a connection that was unhealed or left undone when a loved one crossed over, or even a perpetrator crossed over, okay, they're deceased, there's still a healing that can be done between the victim and the perpetrator in the from the afterlife going through a medium. And I've seen how healing this kind of work can be. I mean, I've seen, you know, many demonstrations where people are able to receive these messages yeah. and, you know, probably saving themselves years of therapy, like that one message can make all of the difference, that healing it message. does, and that's why I use them. So where I'm different, what I want to do is my, all my work is based on, on one premise, okay? And even my book that I just finished writing that I'm waiting to get published, God, It's Not Working, 
is all based around the fact that people don't believe what they think they believe. Because the psychological part of what I was able to study and research and gain through my degrees, I was able to find out that there is another part of our mind that harbors all these negative self-beliefs, and then our adult defense mechanisms try to create a new set of beliefs to shield us and protect us from the original set of beliefs. But we are not functioning from the adult beliefs. The majority of people in the world are completely influenced by those first maladaptive beliefs about the self. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not lovable. So the psychic in me can immediately see the person's past and pains and hurts and scars that created those first set of beliefs. Okay. Then, well, let, uh, okay. Go ahead, because I, want, I wanted you to be able to demonstrate, but fin finish your thought. Okay. But what I was going to say then is then the, the experienced psychotherapist part of me then is able to explain to the person that you created defense mechanisms to hide those feelings. Now, the spiritual part of me, because first there's the psychic part that sees the pain, there's a psychotherapist part that understands what the human mind does when there is emotional pain. It protects the two highest functions of the human mind, of the brain, is to keep us alive and to protect us. And it protects us from emotional pain just the same way as it protects us from physical stuff, okay? So then the spiritual stuff comes in. The understanding that we're tapped into a greater force, the law of attraction. We all have power to manifest. So people are thinking they're manifesting from their conscious thoughts. I even help expand upon all the other spiritual teachers' teachings that say your thoughts create. Well, in actuality, it's not just your thoughts that create, it's your deep inner core beliefs that create, because that's where you tap in to the law of attraction is in your core, in your unconscious mind. You can't tap into it from your conscious mind because that would mean that the first thought you had would instantaneously create a situation. Half the world would be dead and the other half would be billionaires from winning the lottery every minute, you know? So <laughs> it can't happen from there. So it happens on a deeper level through the beliefs. Now, the thoughts definitely influence and create the beliefs. So that's where the thoughts come in. But right. I show people what they're believing in deeply in one of my sessions. So I help to unblock and I'm also able to. It's the defenses that is the block for everyone. So when somebody comes to me and they turn around and they say, when am I going to get love in my life? All I keep getting in my life are these jerks or these people. It ends. It doesn't last. One of my, you know, there's terrible guys out there. There's terrible girls out there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You attracting relationships has nothing to do with another person. It completely has to do with your belief about yourself. The moment you believe you're lovable, the moment you believe 
you're a princess. You'll attract your knight in shining armor. The moment you believe you're a knight in shining armor, you'll attract your princess or another knight in shining armor, whatever your preference is. But you've got to believe it about yourself first. So that's how I work. And then the medium part of me brings in a spiritual loved one that may have been part of the problem, the one that may have caused a dysfunction. And that's usually the case. Well, let's um, let's give you a chance to demonstrate a little bit with our caller, oh, and I'm gonna. I want to bring Debbie on, and uh, Debbie, when you come on, make sure that you have a specific question in mind that you want Vincent to help you with. So let me bring her on. Hey, Debbie, thanks for joining the show today. You're on with Vincent Jenna. Hey, Hi, Debbie, how are you? I'm doing great. I know that, and I know how you're doing. But what's your question, Debbie? My question is, I am working on something big and making a major shift in my life, and I was wondering what you see around it. What do I see about you making a major shift in your life? You're changing a job or you want to change work and career, is that correct? That has to do with it, yes. Yes, that has to do with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, and, and in this career, it's shifting from maybe working for somebody else to working for yourself. Do you want to start your own business? Yes. Okay. Well, it's about mm -hmm. time. It's taken you long enough to start believing in yourself enough. You've been getting this motivation for a very long time now. Archangel Michael is telling me, and I'm feeling, as well as God's source, I'm feeling that the only problem you've ever had in your life is totally believing in yourself enough to take those steps. Though you're a great soul, you've got great oh, great voice, you speak a lot. Archangel Michael says he loves you. You talk, 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 talk. He said, sometimes you don't always say the right stuff, and that's okay. You know, when we have the gift for gab, we don't always use it for the right stuff all the time, but you you, you use it enough for the right stuff to help other people. Um, your new career, will it involve you really affecting and changing, helping changing other people's lives? Um, I Yes, I do believe it will. Okay. Well, that's who you are and what you're meant to do. It's going to be very successful. The rest of, of 2018 is to finish this off and get it really going. And 2019 is about it establishing and flourishing, but it will only expand to the level of your self-belief and your self-worth in being able to to do this work. So the more you believe in yourself and the more you believe you're good, even though you're still going to be growing and learning more, the better you will become. So create a bigger dream and you will fulfill it. Um, there will be writing involved and a lot of creativity. So um, um, creating this, creating in all aspects and, and all right, this is going to be odd. I don't know if, if, if this is something that you were aware of, but some way or another, you're adding music to it, you're adding writing to it, you're adding teaching in some way. Does that make sense, especially the music part, either in the background or, but there's something about saying music's got to be a part of what you're doing, which is odd. I, I just feel like it's almost like a, a third wheel part from your energy, but a necessary part. Does it make sense to you at all? 
All of it makes sense. The music has me a little stumped, but we'll see what happens. And I will let you know. <laughs> okay. Can, you are spot can you on. add music either in the work that you're doing, in the background of what you're doing, meditation music, soothing music, comforting music, spa music, that type of stuff. Okay. Does that everything, make sense now? Everything except the music makes perfect sense. Um, it makes perfect sense. And we'll find out where the music fits in. Okay, get it in there and expand yourself and just keep talking. And, and just, Debbie, you're a talker, all right? People have been crying on <laughs> your shoulders for a very long time now. Now start making money from all the advice you give and the gab you give, okay? Because it's worth right. it. It's going to make a difference. So go for it, okay? Thank you so much. That's okay. so great. And, Vincent, are you able to see maybe, um, you know, I know nothing's exact, but like a three month uh, or six month, like, so the end of the year, Debbie would be just kind of working towards the goal. And then at the yeah, beginning January, of the year, would things shift? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can put it out there before the end of the year, but I see January, February, March, it beginning to really, to get to start flourishing more, where you see more of an income and you start getting a little bit more secure because it takes a while to establish, but you're going to do it pretty quickly. So the first quarter of 2019 is where I see things getting really good for you and also love life improving. You didn't ask about well, that, that's did you? a bonus. I was just going to say the beginning part. Well, I had to throw that in because Debbie, a major move, physical move, um, that I'm hoping will propel me to finish what I've started this year. Yes, and you got to. It's going to propel you. Keep that in mind. Keep going in that direction and open your heart completely. You can't have any clogs in it to have all fulfillment. You, all your dreams get fulfilled when you open your heart, and that's all avenues of your heart, including love, okay? Okay. It's Yep, and I got to get past the self-doubt. Use it. Don't get past it. Use it. Okay. Hey, that trips right. everybody up. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> me, yeah, me, in, me included, because <laughs> I <laughs> doubt myself all the time, all the time, and, and that's something that I'm, I'm always working on. Why shouldn't we doubt ourselves? We were never taught growing up, not truly taught, that we are magnificent beings capable of, of achieving and creating all we want, that we come from some special place, that there's nothing that we can do to take any of that away, that it's our belief in ourselves that is going to make our lives as grand as it possibly can. That's not the stuff you're taught. The stuff you're taught is that you make mistakes, it, that you're weak, that you have to work hard, that mm -hmm. life isn't easy. That's all this stuff you're taught. So how are we supposed to believe in ourselves when we're taught all the negatives about life instead of the grand things about life? Right. That's so true. And one last thing uh, for Debbie um, before uh, we wrap up the call with her. You had mentioned Archangel Michael. And I'm just curious, Debbie, have you ever um, worked with angels before or felt a connection That's with that? Or I, what, I, what did you think of when Vincent told you that? I almost fell off the chair um, because literally I just started working with Archangel Michael a few weeks back. I know you and did. That's why I'm psychic. I did it because it was something I, I, I was told I should do. And I took it for what it was worth. I said, okay, well, 
what have I got to lose? I've never really worked. I've worked with the angels, but not archangels. You know, I thought, well, you know, those, those are the big guys. You don't call them the big guys unless you need important things. Um, um, no, 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 Debbie. You call them in. You call them your in big and they are there. And loves you dearly and doesn't want you doing anything without him and without the yeah. God source. That's the other thing. We fall off our seats also when we start talking with the God source and it talks back. Yeah, Joe, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get it. He, he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. You need the guide. You get the guidance. You get it all wrapped up in one with Archangel Michael. That's so great! Wow, how how cool! Well, you really nailed you nailed that one, Vincent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you really were able to make that connection. I well, Debbie, to. thank you so much for for thank joining you. the show. I wish you the best, Debbie. You're going to do great things. Thank you so much, Vincent. You're welcome. All right. That was so cool. I just, I wanted to ask about that particular aspect of, of the little reading that you gave Debbie, um, because one of the things that you do is work with people's, uh, you know, angels or spirit guides. So when you made that connection with Archangel Michael for Debbie, like, how does that manifest for you when, like, do you see, how do you see that? Is it a feeling or how do you make that connection? I guess. Through Skype. No, no. <laughs> the connection with Archangel I Michael wish, through Skype. I wish it was that easy. Give me the number. I know. I wish it was. Right? Like but I'm like with you. I'm um, curious what you like, what you see or yeah, feel no. at the time. I've been doing this work for 35 years now, Diane. And in the beginning, um, it was a knowing, and then slowly but surely, things started to become added to that. So I hear, I see, I know, I feel, I smell, all of the the Claire everything, Claire sensing, Claire audio, Claire everything, telepathically, because once you open your channel, you open it to everything, okay? Um, just like your body, we see, we hear, we smell, we taste, we don't do it every every one of those things at the exact same time, that would be too, man, too much sensory um, stimulation. So we can actually only do two at a time. We can see and hear at the same time or smell and taste at the same time. Mindfulness, meditation and practice um, that John Kabat-Zinn actually started to teach is about allowing all your senses to work at one time. And that's a complete different experience. And also it can be overloading, but that's why we do it as a meditation. So I have learned to open up all my senses at one time. And the greatest thing about even my mediumship, it doesn't work that way just for me psychically. It works when I have a spirit in. I get to feel them. I get to see them. I get to hear them. I get to know what they're thinking and hear what they're thinking. And it allows me to bring them alive for the person I'm making the connection for. The greatest compliment I've ever received is when my, uh, we call them readers, um, the people that we're making the connection for and doing the demonstrations for, when they say, oh my gosh, it was as if they were back in the room again when you were talking. And, and that's what I love about what I do. I even attended, and that's the other thing, it's I constantly try to uh, train myself and practice and practice. So I've gone to England to the Arthur Finley Psychic College 
which is one of the, the greatest colleges in the UK for this type of work. And even there, they said the same thing about what I was doing. And I really tried to learn evidential mediumship in bringing them back alive again. So I feel them all. And so even when Archangel Michael is talking to me, and that this is whether it be for others or whether it be for myself, it's just a different sense. I, I just, I can feel God. And, and everybody can if you just listen, if you just allow your senses to open and take the moment to quiet your thinking. And this isn't just a meditation with your eyes closed and all the lights out and sitting in a chair. You can walk around and open up all your senses and you can feel your angels. And it's the most remarkable feeling. You can listen to a piece of music and get stimulated by, by feeling God. That's what I call God is when you feel feel this expansiveness and your soul is touching something deeper. And I love when the archangels and when, when I hear and communicate with God. And again, these are terms that in Western world that we use, there are different terms for the exact same beings and all the other cultures around the world, but they're the highly evolved beings. And when you make a connection with them, and it's That's got to be incredible. It is. It's what keeps me going. It's my high. I mean, Colorado thinks they've got a handle on high. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I got a handle on, on high. There's, and I, There's another way. Yes, I can teach it to everybody else. It's why they actually did drugs in the 60s, because one person did it and went, oh, my God, I think I just saw God. And it was such an amazing feeling. Everybody wanted to experience that, but they didn't know they can do it in a controlled circumstance because that's what their souls are. You're already connected to that source and power. You don't need something fake to get you there. You need a thought, a feeling, a belief. So that's how it, it works for me, Diane. Well, that is true, people. I believe that we all can access that. And if uh, you've read any Ram Das, um, you mentioned like in the 60s, you know, that's what his intention with his experiments with LSD. It wasn't just to get high. He was looking for that spiritual connection. And then we, when he went to India and met uh, Maharaji, he said yes. the same thing you did, that you don't need the outside stimulant you know you don't need the drug to get to that place you don't that, that it's available to you all the time okay here's another question because <laughs> i'm i'm curious about this so with debbie okay and it, it just was so cool that she validated the fact that she had been working with the energies of of archangel michael and making that connection so that energy came through right away now what if um you know a deceased relative or someone that had a message would that have come in instead if that was the case yeah, they um, and if we had more time, um, they probably would come in anyway, because spirits know ahead of time anyway, before you do, because the past, present and the future. And, and this is mind blowing. Past, present and the future is not a linear measurement. The past, present and the future are dimensions that are happening at the exact same time. 
We make it linear in order to be able to cope in this physical world. But in actuality, they're dimensions. That's what Albert Einstein and a lot of, of geniuses in the past tried to teach us, okay, and tried to say. So those spirits on the other side are already experiencing that. They knew I'd be on the phone with you. Now, if anybody had anything that was going to make a bigger difference for Debbie, because here's the thing, anybody who's brought to me, and even with our work, Diane, it, it doesn't matter wh whether I'm going to help one of the callers, whether somebody is testing me to decide whether or not to use me at a conference, it doesn't matter. What matters is the message for the person that's going to help them. The spirits on the other side, they could have been lined up. As a matter of fact, I, I do have like a grandmother figure that, that was kind of waiting there for Debbie. However, Archangel Michael's message was going to be more impacting. And you hear the way Debbie responded to that. She said, I nearly fell off my chair. I don't think she would have fallen off her chair half as much as if grandma came in, right? So it was more meaningful. And the work I do is about the meaningful message, not just to make a connection. And I tell people right away, if you're going to come to me as a medium, I'm telling you right now, I'm not connecting you with Uncle George to find out where he left his will, okay? I am going to connect with somebody that has something to say that's going to make a tremendous difference in your living your life right now. Right. That makes total sense. I, I heard a, a demonstration recently um, with another medium where he did two readings and the first reading was not like really lasered in, you know, like it was kind of general information from uh, the person's grandmother or whatever. And I, and then the next reading he did, he was able to really laser in with amazing information like the hair the hair was standing on my, on my arms he got name you know what happened specific message but basically he was saying just what you're telling me that if the the people on the other side if there isn't like a great message to share then they then have nothing to say right like right. they're not going to come forward but in this case like when when archangel michael came through that was the uh important message that she needed to hear yes Oh, wow. The music's coming on. There's more I wished I could say. Vincent, it's been so cool to talk with you. I'll have you back on again. VincentJenna.com. Check it out. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Diane, thank you for having me. This has been a joy and a privilege for me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.